This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes. Until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+. plus. Rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Having seen how the other side live in the professional world of the Radio Leeds studios in episode 22, we are back in the Andy Takes That Chance studio slash my utility room uh, and we welcome you back to the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. Christopher Schindler. Has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! Coming up in this episode, we will talk about Chelsea away, because he left early. Were you encouraged or worried about what you saw? We've opened up to social media, and this week you set the agenda. Thank you once again for getting in touch, and we definitely wouldn't do this without all of your brilliant and fantastic interaction. So thank you very much. So in the studio slash utility room today, we have media moonlighter Neil Wayne and friend of the stars Richard Kosmala. And a late addition is cartoonist Danny G. That's a long time ago, that. Good evening. Hi. So, chaps, I want to start the podcast with us finally having some great news. Uh, Dean Hoyle is on the road to recovery. It's been quite difficult on the podcast to not reference this when you're involved in talking off the cuff and you might hear one or two things inside uh, from friends of friends, etc. But I'm pleased finally that the club have announced what's happened and even happier that the outpouring of support across the entire football community, including people like Henry Winter, etc. and all of the football supporters have you know come together and, and wished him well which is fantastic um it's easy to see that you know he's one of the most loved chairman in in the game um so the very best of health to you dean and if you're ever at a loose end you are 100 percent welcome to come on here and have a chat i'll even kick neil out of the heated vibrating massage chair for one episode i'll happily move anything on that guys i think you've covered it all really it's just uh Absolutely fantastic news and all his back on mend. Um, it's been a bit of a frustrating time as a fan. Um, if we've, you know, we've, we had a bit of an idea that this all was not well. Um, and when you see some of the vitriol that's been posted on Twitter about town in general and Dean himself, um, with what's been going on over the last couple of months results wise, it was a, a tough one to keep quiet and sort of old as council but glad it's broken now glad he's on the mend and hopefully we'll see him back in the ground soon yeah obviously the season's been a bit of a disaster but 
obviously when you know the talk about Dean's health and that's so all my focus kind of went away from football so absolutely fantastic news to hear you know that he's even maybe thinking of coming to the the game on Saturday against Arsenal what can we say about that man you wouldn't rule him out of the bike ride knowing Dean isn't you know what he's done to the club the guy yeah he's given us the best times I just think like he said on his message you know He's got to put his health first, but he could still feel in that statement that he's still, it's all about town. The guy's just Uddersfield town through and through. And yeah, it was brilliant to uh, to read that. And yeah, I don't think he needed to say it, to be honest with you. But I know, Matt, you said it was welcome and what have you. But a bit like the Steve Bruce thing, maybe it might come on to later on. It, I don't like it, me, when kind of, you know, people give stuff about the private. That's a private business, but I think... Yeah, go on, Danny. I think your problem is, like, I've had a couple of people come up to me and say, oh, what's up with your chairman? And they've thrown sort of other stuff, saying, oh, I've heard this and I've heard that. And I've, you know, I've sort of said, well, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that, but mm. I've not heard anything. So I think that, I think someone needed putting out just because of rumours, really. Yeah. No, it, it would be beautiful uh, to see. And like you said, Matt, you know, simply the the biggest positive in the town for a, for a long time, in my opinion, just hearing uh, Dean's on the... Okay, so we'll move on from Dean and all of us wish you the, the very best of health. Absolutely. Um, and we're going to start moaning about Premier League football, which is something we would never have seen if it wasn't for him. So. And every single one of you should never forget it doesn't count how big you are. It doesn't count how experienced you are. It doesn't count how nice you are. If you have passion, desire, you have no limits. No limits. Uh, 5-0 away at Chelsea. Cosy, you didn't like what you saw. Well, I knew what we were going to get. <laughs> you know, let's be honest, I was telling my mum when I went round on Friday night, she said, what's going to happen tomorrow? She said 5-0 Chelsea. Bad that, innit, when you're saying that. But... Lads got off the bus, we got there at 20 past two, and we were walking right slow. You were almost as like as if no one wanted to go in. And one of the lads shouted out, it's just like we're going to a public execution here. Just felt like that, and just no fun, really. You know, watching other sealed town, and, you know. And as soon as we get in the ground, obviously, the game starts, and it's almost like watching a DVD of every single other game. We start off all right, an amazing chance for Adam Moy, whether it made any difference in the long run, I don't know, but you could just see. Like the deflation on the, on the guys, you know, kind of hands on hips, hands on heads. Here we go again. Because obviously that was a great chance. And yeah, to me, it were all a matter of, you know, how much Chelsea were really going to be up for it. Obviously, they came on the back of that disaster at Bournemouth on, on Wednesday night. I thought we have been in lucky with a lot of the, the kind of things where, like, you know, Everton lost at Millwall in the Cup, so they're going to be up for it. Chelsea, I knew, you know, even though some people would say, well, hang on a minute, Hazard might, there might be a protest against Sarri on the pitch, kind of in the players. I thought, no, that ain't going to happen. And yeah, it, it's bad really when you're just thinking, it all depends on their mood to how the result goes rather than anything positive we can do. We, we're, we're just in such a mess at the moment. So Neil, me and you didn't go, because we're a pair of part-timers, obviously. Um, one tweet that came in so at HTFC Dreams has sent us loads of tweets so thank you very much for getting in touch um, and one thing that they have said which I was going to mention as well is that I thought the fans were excellent on Saturday I know there's 1500 fans down there um, whether that's a sellout or not we'll, we'll gloss over but watching it on 
the internet, one thing you could constantly hear, five goals against, town fans singing away, smile a while in the corner. I thought that was brilliant, to be honest. Um, it's very easy just to get downtrodden and um, and just sit there with your thumb in your mouth, isn't it? But I thought they were really, really brilliant, a top class, and hopefully those that went get to see something better soon. You can't fault fans, can you, to be fair? Especially, you know, those who travel away week in, week out. We've done it, we've done as miles. Um, make your own entertainment, to be fair, because there's, if we're being brutal about it, there's not a lot on pitch to get entertained about, is there? Um, I think the fans have been brilliant this year, Neil. And, and, yeah, you mentioned there in the Twitter, the vitriol. I mean, I, I hope it doesn't go on to social media, but at the stadiums, with the drill that we've been served up for most of the season, I mean, you've got your hardcore down there who are pretty much going to go for a London day out weekend or a good drink or what have you, so they're going to make the best of it. You've, you've yeah, got yeah. 1,500 hardcore, but like the home game against Everton, I touched obviously on it last week, but I I thought they were really good considering we were really poor. I, honestly, I, I've been impressed with our fans and I thought they might be in... Fans can't be falling. The I, th- I think stuff. Yeah, the, 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 big, the big telling point will be... August next year, depend well regardless of how many is in ground. Mm. I think the absolute crucial for next season is to start well, mm. and obviously it's looking forward a bit from where we are now. But after a year of sort of being going one behind and thinking, well, that's us done, which is pretty much fact. Mm. Um, I think we need to start next season with a bit of a bounce, and it can't all be about relying on crowd to do it. So the new manager, Jan Sievert, uh, 4-3-3 seems to be the blueprint to what he's trying to do. Five changes, Neil. Um, it looks like he's having a good look around the side to see what he's got. And one message that came in uh, was Tommy Smith or Eric Derma head of Flo at present. Uh, for me, This is from at HTFC Dreams again. For me, yes, Flo is young and maybe unfairly was playing in midfield at times under David Wagner. His defensive aspects have weakened, not stopping crosses and going to ground too early, etc. Um, Flo's 25 shortly. He's not young anymore. Um, not in football in terms. and He seems to get a lot of slack for that, not just from HTFC Dreams, but it, it, you look around and people always seem to say Flo's quite young and up and coming, whereas Mounier, Abenza and Diakabi are all younger than him and seem to get a lot of a lot of stick or they don't get I the slack. I think it's probably because he looks 12 years old, to be honest. <laughs> he does. Um, Derm's badly out of form, Neil. To me, to be, I, like. I know I know we've lost five nil, but we've. St- this is going to sound ridiculous considering I've just said we've lost five nil, but that's our best back four that started game on Saturday. And they, you've got a, Smith and Lever and then two was at centre back. We've got the follow up question as well. Was Zanka's got the highest interceptions, but probably most mistakes? Do you think he was fairly, we'll say, rotated for your benefit, Neil? Yes. The one thing that stood out for me, Matt, on Sunday when I watched the highlights, and, and again, he's got away with it probably because of his amazing track record. I thought Christopher Schindler were awful again on Saturday. I thought four of the goals out of five. He looked slow. They were, past, they were guys bombing past him. He looked, as we all know, a shadow of his former self. And I hate to kind of you know go well, on been, player after player, but I, yeah. it's alarmed me. And the only positive I can kind of see with the form and that, that we've probably got a good chance of keeping him next season because... He's better than that, but I've been wow. thinking about this. We were dancing um, around him on Saturday and quite a bit, and so David Wagner has left because he's suffering from mental fatigue. You know that's well renowned. We we respect that. We understand that he looked it. Um, I personally think some of the players, such as Zanker and Schindler, are also suffering from the same sort of thing. And I never really thought about it until after that game and watching the the reaction there, Danny, and. 
I think if you, as a defender, and you're throwing yourself in constantly, 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 and there's no goals up front to take that pressure off you, it's going to build up a little bit, and you are all of a sudden going to a point of or breaking point. Yeah, it's got to do. I mean, I've not played to anywhere near that level, obviously. But if if you're in a team where part of it's not functioning, whether it's the defence, midfield, or attack, then you you do sort of think, well, I'm here doing my job. Why aren't you doing your job? Um, I know there's been rumours of a bust up, but nothing's come of that. Um, I was in nothing. They're talking about players getting sold and so on, but obviously nothing's come out of the club with regards to that. But it's it's only natural, isn't it? I mean. Uh, we were talking about how deflated we are, so players are going to be deflated as well. If you if you look at it for me, we've we've lost eight, nine, ten games by one goal. So you don't have to be a genius to work out where there's problems are. And if you're part of that defence that's keeping a lot of good sides in this Premier League, keeping them down to one goal, yet you're still in with a pretty much very low percentage chance of getting out at game if you're playing that position every week you're giving everything it's gonna it's it's gonna ruin you confidence wise because whatever you do you're up against some quality sides they get one goal like they did Saturday and you know you're done same against Everton one goal early doors you know you're done and for me defence has been pretty much decent all season I think they've done well and I, I I think because he's right, I think Schindler is absolutely shot of confidence. There's no, you don't go from where he is, which is, I mean, take the penalty out of it. Legend state sort of does feel town for People me. People are talking about German call, German yeah, call. absolutely, and, and rightly so at the time. And I just think you know when you're in amongst that, it's, and and they've also had the midfield that that they're used to playing in front of them week in week out has literally been torn apart as well over the last couple of months. So there's no continuity in front. And when you've played football at any level, you do get relationships on pitch with people that are either directly in front or directly at side of you. And if that's constantly changing all the time, that is going to affect you. So It's interesting. It's psychological. There's one thing that kind of sticks in my mind, the Fulham away, when the whistle went, it was like we'd lost an extra time in the World Cup final. There were guys on the floor. To me, we were mentally shot at that moment, and I don't think we've recovered. Interesting on Saturday, just kind of being behind. Obviously, Moy were attacking the gut, you know, not the shed end where we were, but the other end. And you could just see hands on heads, body. You know, it just. I suppose it's exactly what you said, Danny. Imagine like playing five aside every week, and you knew no matter how hard you worked as an individual or four or five people did. If you're not going to score, it's almost like. What's the point? And that's it. Yeah, I when when it was being mentioned that I know Wagner were kind of saying, well, it's going to turn, it's going to turn. I, I just thought, what about when we start not playing well? There's only so much you can do in with it. that. Once it's going wrong, you sort of you sort of thinking you want somebody that you can give ball to who can produce a bit of magic. And I mean, other than Moy, who is that at the moment? Mm. I, just, I just don't know. Even then, I don't think there's any one player who can sort of turn it on at this level and. and and change a game for us. Van the Panna did a little bit of that last year, didn't he? Uh, he did, he did, at yeah. times. And but it's like you say, it's you're giving it to you know the Carby and Ben's obviously only lasted fifteen minutes and what have you. There's there's no one and in my again you he really is just our, our talisman. It's it's grim and the trouble is there's still that many games left. <laughs> the the problem is he, he is the the one player we have got that has got genuine Premier League quality. Is Moy? You've missed him for what two months, 
I'm going to bang my own drum. I said it at the start of the season. The one player we needed another of before this season kicked off were Adam Moy. Because yeah. we all knew we weren't going to be here for a month in January. January won't break in news that would know Adam Moy, regardless of his fit, he's still not here in, you know, Asian Cup, whatever, with, with Australia. So to not have that backup when you've got Danny Williams, who, to be fair, is made out of papier-mâché, you've got Billing, who... It's a lot It's like a lot him. of pressure on Billing, and Billing's done well this season for me. I've had I... a lot of unfair criticism, and Johnny Ogg, absolute warrior... But he's not going to win your game with a bit of absolute quality. He'll defend with his life and throw his body in where. Billing, but he's never. Yeah, Billing, Billing, yeah, Billing might be. You look at Billing. There's not a great goal scoring record. Mm. He's got. He's got like the people remember that Notts Forest goal and that Cardiff goal. But I mean, he scored this season against Southampton. But that's about it for him. You go back his few seasons, he's not a goal scoring midfielder. He's ready. He could yeah. add that. He's young, isn't he? He could add that potential. But Aaron Moy doesn't score a lot either, does he? If Billing were playing at Man City, Huddersfield Town don't score all. Let's be fair. <laughs> if Billing were if Billing were playing not Man City, but a team that's got a big squad, they would they're taking him out now yeah. on the bench, refreshed him, come yeah. back maybe in three or four games, and yeah. we just don't. We're just kind of had, flogging. Had Danny Williams being fit, I think. We no, there's just no yeah. options. Obviously, with the Cooners coming and Raw as anything, and I think, I think yeah. unsettled team has definitely, definitely mm. contributed. Obviously, they've planned in summer for one one formation. We've realised that ain't working within a couple of weeks at the start of the season, so that's been changed. So the summer recruitment ain't fitted in without what we've changed to. So it, it all managed together to make up what's been a, a disaster of a season, really. I think Ogot obviously were injured, I think, wasn't he? he? He wasn't fit, but six changes against Everton, five against uh, you know Chelsea. But I think we said it, didn't we, that... We're gonna, he's going to take a look at everyone. Results are more likely to get yeah. you know, probably worse. And he needs I, to I get to a place at the end of May. Like we said last week on, when we were on with Johnny on Radio Leeds, for me now he's got a, a, a mini pre-season to do it and find out what he wants and what he doesn't want. And you know, It could very well happen that we don't win another game this season. That That is... Mm-hmm. It sounds awful to say, but that is, yeah, that is a brutal fact. Mm-hmm. It, it could happen. So just that shot of confidence. Just on that, we had a a message from somebody who sounds like <coughs> an NFL quarterback to me, Brady Frost. It's a great name. Um, <clears throat> we've got thirteen games left, but he's, he said had it's hard to judge based on a couple of games. But can you see Town beating Derby's points tally, which was the lowest in the Premier League? And bear in mind, we only need one point for that. I think we will. I think we'll get a point. We should. We should, but. I think if we win one, we might win another, but we'll it, get, depends we'll get, how, it depends when. We'll get a penalty at some stage. It's 0-0 <laughs> nil nil and it won't be overruled. But Set piece. Yeah. Drugs testing coming for Mr G. <laughs> It'll happen. So, one thing that's become boring this season, there's lots of things that have become boring. One thing in particular is the whopper in the middle. So... I can't even be bothered talking about this in depth, but <clears throat> there's two incidents involving Elias Kachunga. One where he's penalised for a penalty by Mr Tierney and the other where he didn't get a penalty. More decisions that go against us. Um, how did you see that? <clears throat> well, me and Cosy have got two different views of this. I'm not saying we disagree either. You saw it live. I saw it from a TV screen where you tend to get a bit mm. of a better view at the time. The th- 
There's, I, I can see so why. So your view's right and Cosby's is wrong, is that what No, no, not at all. <laughs> I had a lot to drink, Neil. What are you drinking? Tea? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, some, some <laughs> nice. Fair, uh, I've changed my view. Some twining's extra you're, strong. You're um, their, their penalty, it's not a penalty, it's as simple as that. He's, he's, when you watch it in real time, possibly, but when you watch it back, is that, is, is at least a foot outside box and a foot's a lot. You think and it's an, a foul? I think one of the referees summed it up in paper on Sunday. To be fair, I'm not sure no, where I'll see it. Yeah, and and he said it's one of those where, as a referee, if you're not 100 percent sure that's a penny, give a free kick on edge of the box. I think it probably is a foul. I mm. think you know maybe it's no, they all go down easy. We know that's going to happen, but it's not a pen. And apparently the linesman said to one of town players, "It's not a pen," but the referee didn't want to speak to him, so. He's already given yeah, it. Yeah, so Tommy change. Smith asking for him to Yeah, he ain't going to change his mind, even though Lions has oh got God a different if. opinion <laughs> sideways on. Mm. So, you know, where at Cardiff, it went against us completely. So this has gone against us again. And ours, at the time, I'm thinking he's gone down really soft and made a bit of a meal of it. And if you watch it, he gets stood on. His foot gets stood on Kachunga. He makes a lot of it, doesn't he? But he makes too much of it. And yeah, I think if he don't go down as much as dramatic... I think we'd, well, we, I don't think we'd have got a pen. Not for a minute, but I think we'd have had more if, if, that, if that's Hazard going down, I think it's probably a pen. Otherwise. That's the only bit of the game I've seen is that Kachunga, in, and I don't think it was a penalty. I was with uh, Cozzy on that. I thought, if it was, if it was this, uh, then I don't think it was a deliberate stamp or anything. I think if it had been outside the box, I don't think anybody would have been saying much about it at all. To be the, the sad thing is, though, that we, we don't think the pens for stuff like that because... We're totally used to not getting penalties. Yeah. Whereas, if that had been if that had been Eden Hazard going down or Igwein going down or Pedro yeah, or William, yeah, they'd give it. You're expecting yeah. penalty there, and you just shrug. You just you're not surprised. Yeah. You don't remotely expect us to get it, but you expect them to get them all day long. So, what's your final view, Cosy? Because you've flip flopped a bit. Well, I've sobered up since Saturday, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, the f- you did well on Saturday. You couldn't tell you had a drink either. <laughs> oh no, bloody hell. in service station Saturday, kids playing thing. Bloody hell! Yeah, he got a light from Sean Jarvis, so he must have been easily pleased. But yeah, uh, I always think your gut feeling is your first kind of look is your, is your gut feeling. I it shouldn't make any. If someone tweeted me because I sorted with at the game, Yorkshire Post, she said went down a bit easy, and that probably influenced, like we just said there, the referees kind of decision and part of me wonders as well because they'll never say it to your face but Kachunga probably give him a load of gob when he's given that penalty away first time so that, I just wonder if the refs are just like yeah, well hang on a yeah. minute You've no this is him that's had a go yeah because I think I would yeah. if I were a ref Neil if I'm being honest but yeah it probably I watched a lot of them now replays on the Twitter I still I think we know if it's Chelsea he's getting it but the, 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 the I just hate when they go down so yeah it's so, rubbish it's yeah. cheating but then Someone, as if they go down honestly, it, it shouldn't really matter, should it? Really, we've, we've yeah. played football, studs on your foot hurts, like, yeah, especially on those thin boots. But well, think, the thing is, really though, play, they're not supposed to give a penalty unless they're 100% sure. And he, if you want 100% sure on Kachungas, which is in the penalty area, mm. how could he possibly be 100% sure on the foul that Kachunga well, gave away when it was nowhere near penalty? I wouldn't area. have had such a problem with. Kachunga's penalty not being given if had they got if they hadn't got theirs yeah. I'd have just kind of gone alright fair enough one each yeah. um, for me Kachunga shouldn't give the referee the option to give a penalty I think he's the way he's gone in with his right you know right thigh across him is a bit 
a bit daft to be honest I don't think you should be given the referee a decision to make in there but even then it's outside the box I don't think there's a debate on that it nope. is outside the box um, there's a fair debate on whether it's a penalty on Kachunga. There were loads of remarks came up on Twitter from I think it were Phil Thompson and Jeff Stelling mm. off Sky they're both saying never seen a penalty never yeah, seen a penalty I, the VAR's got to overrule a clear novice mistake I, I, I don't think you. I think you could watch that now 20,000 times and I still don't think you could Which say one? that with a clear novice the Kachunga one that we that we should have had. Oh, yeah. yeah, obviously that one. I yeah, think maybe. Yeah, the, that, the, the, the bar's going to bring that one back. Yeah, but knowing what our look and that, it probably brought back for the free kick and for Rude waiting next season because a lot of these decisions. I mean, Liverpool got another one last night, which is just beyond offsides ridiculous. May, offsides, maybe, but there's still someone sat there making a decision, and until you remove that human element, I'm still skeptical. But the question about what Chelsea wouldn't have from, there, so you're going at half. I'm not saying when they come back. But Chelsea don't get that penalty under VAR. No, they might so have you're got going one at half time. a minute later, maybe. But, but you're going at half time one nil. Hmm. It's a different game. And this is this you've is got this a was my with argument. A, you've got a chance with a float mm. one shot. You know, it, it can happen, can't it? This was my problem on on Saturday. Was that we're not going to win that game ninety nine times out of a hundred, but the referee has made a decision which has removed any chance we may have had on that one off mm. attempt, yeah. and we've had that so many times this season. Yeah. It's so frustrating, but. It's it's boring talking about it. And so question, we've, we've named them all before a million times. And we we, we all know. The we questions come in from uh, the Tanzanian Terrier, and he's, he's he's actually said VAR would it have helped, and why are the officials worse than ever? But I think it developed. Would have got theirs have been a free kick, but knowing Alok Hazard had just bent it in, you know. And, yeah. But oh, yeah. yeah, the Kachunga one, I I'm not so sure that would have been. That is that clear and obvious error from the official? No. I don't think it is. I don't, so I don't no, like yeah. soft penalties, and it's a soft penalty. No. But there's, yeah. there's contact. You know, there's contact. Contact shouldn't it's give you a right to go when down. It, when, but, it's, yeah. it, when it's so wonky towards the, shall we term, better, more established mm. Premier League sides, it's it's clear bias. I mean, it, that ain't being bitter. It's just clear bias. A, I think it's subconscious. Me personally, uh, I think there's a subconscious bias that it's only Huddersfield. It doesn't matter. No, I'm not saying it doesn't happen to other teams, but uh, Burnley should have had one, an absolute storm all of it. He got booked for diving. Yeah, he got yeah, booked for diving, which is an absolute oh penalty. He's, he's, got, dice. What you he's got a reputation, though, as Ashley Barnes for throwing himself has, around, so that but, probably hasn't helped. But, but it still doesn't make it right, you know, does it? You know, it doesn't, It doesn't. but he's owed one for being an absolute yeah. we, we, We've had that many go against us this season. We had a lot and of that. Don't get me wrong, there's going to be people commenting on Twitter about this saying, you know, we'll still be bottom of the league, we're still going to score X amount of goals. You just want a fair crack. Don't dispute that. Don't dispute that for a minute. But we've we've had them turned down at crucial times in games. If we'd have got one against Chelsea, which how that ends up being a free kick other way, God only knows. The Everton one. No, the Chelsea one. Did, no, David, when David Luiz goes through back a picture. Yeah, yeah, penalty. Yeah. It's a penalty all day long. It's a penalty. That's like the the Everton one. We hold a Congo yeah. shirt the other day in the last minute. Which so <laughs> that you know you, you possibly got a point against Everton. You're possibly getting an equaliser against. Um, maybe yeah, against Liverpool Chelsea, well. Liverpool, you're going in front. You know, arguably it's and the offside goal in the same. The, game. You know, you've you've fine margins, and and if you added, I'm not saying we're out at relegation zone, but if you added from those decisions six points, you're not quite as stranded, and you've still got a bit of a scrap to go now. But without that, you, you and maybe put a fork in still here done, yeah. because he's not yeah, still here, all, and but... there's a bit of a bouncing place again, and. I've got to but, be really honest, sorry, in, in, in this room, but I'm finding it really difficult to handle everything at the moment. And it just kind of mentally and stuff, it's really weird. I've, I remember the couple of people texted me on Saturday and they said, we've had it a lot worse. And I know what they're saying in League 1 and 2, but 
for me, it's just that knowing it's tired, that it's a tired argument. That for me, yeah, I, I, I'll throw it's it to you a lot. But what, how do you? I just, I'm really struggling to deal with this. Just with, I, with I said being, on the weekend, I'm this really is struggling this, to deal with. For me all. personally, this is the second most unenjoyable season I've seen at Huddersfield Town. Since What's your first? Wadsworth. The Wadsworth season. Tell you what, it is up there with that. But but you know, you used to click the turnstile then and thought you'd, we're probably never going to win. You know, I'm feeling losing in any league yeah. is just not. But fun. you know, it's not. That, that Wadsworth team. When we said earlier about you need somebody who can give it to you who can win you a game, that was Martin Smith. I don't yeah, think what? you turned up for those games thinking we're going to get thrashed here. I remember thinking we could get something, but it's like I generally don't with us this season. I just think we're going to lose one nil. <laughs> yeah, but why do people that don't even go to any games like people who work or watch it on the TV say just enjoy the last? How can we enjoy yeah, losing yeah. games every week? I hate it. You know, they said right. to, yeah, it's, it's, said to it's me right. enjoy the game. How could, as people were clapping Hazard off, I got fair enough, but you can't enjoy this. For this me, is the, not enjoyable. The Everton game sums it up. They score after two minutes, and you know you've got eighty-eight minutes to watch, and the game's dead. Mm-hmm. That that's. Yeah, that's it this season, and that's, and, and maybe it'll change under the new manager, and hope it will. But I mean, people are saying it because because we're in Premier League and we're don't go week in the Don't get football. Not, these yeah, people that not, say it. Don't matter, what, don't, don't matter what league you're in. If you're winning, football's great. Just if you're losing every week, just, I mean, let's be yeah. fair. Last game we won, November. Yeah. And we're now in. We're well into February. You I, know, I yeah. like being in the Premier League. I do like being in the Premier League, but I like the status that comes mm-hmm. with it. But I, I think I think there's, there's more of, there's there's a more twi- of it we'll, to we'll dislike than like. We'll skip me. ahead slightly on this because this is a question that came in quite late on. Um, so I'll just find that very quickly. Why you find it though? I just like it's so. Yeah, I'm just in a place now where I'm finding it. Yeah, what was Esky? I'm finding it really difficult because on Saturday I knew what was going to happen, and it affects your mood. It does. It affects your mood. There's no doubt about it. Football can, yeah, it can either make you weak or break you weak. And when you haven't won for three months. That's it's a lot of weeks broken. But even isn't it? in that, even in that run of ones we had, where with Liverpool, Tottenham, whatever, I, I was still, you know, whether we could turn around, I don't know, but I still felt we could have a chance. Now I just don't feel there's any chance, and that's changed since that Southampton nil. Yeah, mm. we played all that at Man United, but to be fair though, look on bright side, we got an easy game Saturday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I found I found the tweet. So I, I, I should have known it's from our buddy at HTFC Dreams, and and there's, I, I do take where tweets like this come from. Um, and this obviously isn't linked to what you were saying earlier because it's a completely different scenario. But the people are looking for silver linings and bright sides, and I get that. And is uh, he or she? I don't know if it's he or she. Let's put positivity. We have 150 million in the bank, parachute payment, 60 million quid worth of internationals. Billy Moy, Zanka, Schindler, Derm, Lerzel, Congolo, Munier, a new training ground being built, a new attack-minded manager. Uh, we have had it worse, but want the season to end mentality is wrong. I think they were going. And for me, it's just. The higher you are, the higher the stakes are. The high, the you know, the greater the, the greater the feeling when you win, and the greater the you know the worse the feeling when you lose. Uh, and when you lose twelve out of thirteen, it it feels pretty rubbish because it's in the Premier League, everything's magnified so ten times on the Championship. So just driving on these road again last night, just having a look at them things on lampposts, which are all going to have to come down. But we never give in is one of the things that says there, and it's just like everything that's just on there is kind of opposite that we're doing, but. But I get, you, you know, just losing must be... It's all right saying, yeah, 
positive and this that I can kind of get when you get in this rut but let's be honest is it like 12 defeats out of 13 we're, just, oh, it's, we're, we're starting to get into I know so that you look, you, look, you look at that and I don't know start Matt probably will how many goals have we scored in them games oh my probably word. two <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I don't know Southampton Bournemouth Bomb. no yeah we did Tom Congolo didn't we Bournemouth there's not many, is there? There's probably three, maybe. Ole, ole, ole. Mounier's last goal, wasn't it? Burnley, yeah. Big, big header. 1-0 I don't, I don't want to really want to... That's not a start. You see, for those who were saying you should be just enjoying it, that's why you're not... Yeah, it is. If if I was enjoying it, I'd have been able to reel those off. Yeah. yeah. There we go. It's funny when you reel the stats off to him and that's all. So, oh, right, I see what you mean now. And that, but <laughs> he's just... I think that's trouble with this kind of modern breed of fans. They see as, you know, Hazard, obviously, what a goal. Higuain. But he's just... Yeah, I you suppose always look, the you look at the goals from a defensive yeah. point of view rather than attacking when it's your team, don't you? So you always go, oh, so and so should have done better there, but they are good players. I, I, did, I did quite like it first season, like I said, Harry Kane and so on, I can appreciate it. But when you've seen that a few we're, weeks we're running. We're in the excitement yeah, yeah. bubble and we're, as well, still, we're winning games yeah. either side of that as well, so yeah. that helps. Saturday yeah, just we still felt, fancied us to turn up and have an eight good go up teams. Yeah. And it felt like out. a cup tie Saturday, Neil, for me. Just like a League One side, I'm maybe being on. <laughs> Polite there, but he just felt like a championship. We a did better against the say, Let's be honest, we scored <laughs> each time. Yeah. I had um, a message on Messenger from a Bradford fan when we'd lost on Saturday, saying, um, laughing at me, saying, We won there when we were in league, won in FA Cup, blah, blah, blah. And I had a right good go at me. And uh, I thought, I, didn't, I, I replied a couple of times, then he just got, he, he was getting stupid. So Cheeky clucker. I'm just, I thought I just thought to myself, you've got a Bradford fan messaging me here. We've just lost 5-0 at Chelsea in Premier League. They lost 4-0 at home to a Chris Powell-inspired South End mm. other week. Mm. They're in relegation zone in League One and they're full of ex-town mm. rejects. So, so what you said out. Are they just drawn 0-0 against, yeah, uh, against Danny? Yeah. I had a couple of... Uh, well, we always get six against... I was lining Danny up for his joke, what he said the other day there. I've had, I've had no really issues from Leeds fans, but I had a couple steam into me on Saturday about nine o'clock, and I was like, "Yeah, they'll take it out on me." All of a sudden, the pressure's getting to them, and they're having to kind of stick it. So, what's the point of going there? I was like, "Where's this come from?" Because I tell you what, you know what I mean. Oh, they can't yeah. take it. The knowledge just kind of taking it out on me. I was like, "Lads, just because you've been bad, don't take it out on me." Yeah. But it is funny. Like other teams, it's it's almost like it's now weird, now pre- the, they've kind of seen we're down. Let's press the button and give us a good kick in, but. To be honest, I, I, I said to his breath, the difference is you came down and you've been absolutely broke and struggling <laughs> since. We're, we're years, coming down yeah. absolutely wedged with a new training facility coming yeah, down. Rather than being owned yeah. by having the ground owned by yeah. Flamingo Land and Chelsea. By the way, when is that? We're, 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 got, we're getting a £20 million training complex and you're training us. When's that starting? I thought that was meant to be in November. Oh, when 2020, it's supposed to be finished, I think. Is that so? It's when's gonna, it starting? It's going to be quick. Yeah. It's going to be quick. I don't know. That's, that's, let's just. Please not another HD one. Get it built. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so moving on to someone else who's been battered quite a lot, and that is our friend Adama Diakabi. So we've had a couple of tweets come in. Uh, Malky, our friend from New York, says Diakabi or Mbenza, and yes, you have to pick one of them. Uh, And Mike. Terrier seven and two says, Diakabi, why are fans abusing him when Mooney and Dupuatra have been? Rubbish as houses, I'm paraphrasing, this season. Yet fans sing their names. Instead, nothing all last season. Best uh, bar score a goal against Watford, yet fans chanted his name and, and he cost us one million less than Diakabi. So, 
Um, I think Mike has a point in and amongst that. So I think with the new manager coming in, these two players need a bit of a clean slate, I guess, now. Um, Diacabe early in the season, I personally thought was tactically and technically one of the worst players I'd probably seen at Premier League level. Um, But having seen him now play under Zivert, I can see that you know, we've probably not played to any of his strengths at all. Um, he was given the ball 10 yards before the fullback and expected to lift his head and, and play a bit as a bit of a pivot in a half space. And we've seen under Siever already that if he can get him on the shoulder, he's actually partly lively. Um, but to ask, answer the question, Malky, um, would you take Diacabi or um, Benza? I suppose I'd have to say Diacabi because he's technically our player, I suppose. What about you guys? I'd, I'd take Diacabi. I don't have that much of a problem with him, to be honest. I, th- I know he's been getting some stick, but I've heard everything from excellent to worst ever, and I think the truth's somewhere in the middle. But I think the problem we've got is that we we can't afford to be showing him how to play football and, and giving him time to adapt. So No, that's, that's the problem. Yeah, he's it? not being brought in to be given the, the time. to. We needed somebody to come in, and that's that's why fans will probably be expectant of him because he's a, it's a big fee. He's a young lad. He's come from Monaco. To be fair, the fee is now. It's quite cheap, relatively, for champ- for it Premier is, League. It is but more than more. What we've spent in total is a wedge of a it's, seven of a seven million quid. It's not his and fault. And there's people saying he can teach him to control. Sorry, but no. I I don't think you can manufacture footballers. I think no, you've either got it or not. Personally, you can't. You shouldn't. When somebody's cost over seven million quid, you shouldn't be having to teach him how, how to control a football. Sorry, but that 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 should be a given. That's just basic. Yeah, That's I'm, an absolute basic. I but think he's, he's, he's had a couple of little decent bits here and there. But we've finally seen some I mean, flashes. Given, given, given choice, I'll be honest, I've picked neither of them. But well, dear Carby is ours. You have ours. to pick one. That's the stipulation. Well, so dear is already ours because there's no way I'd be paying thirteen and a half million for Mbenza. So we've seen flashes from both, but they're both yeah. on Sat coming players. On Saturday were our main threat. On Saturday were our main threat for the first 20, 30 minutes. The one thing yeah, that alarmed was, me was. Joe Lally for me he was just all left foot all one foot it was scary I, I was like it's the first time really we've seen him kind of have some decent he's, he's runs completely and stuff. Yeah, if and, we end up with yeah. a Joe Lally with pace we've cracked it but I think we'll probably see the best of him next year in the league below do you honestly think that I mean obviously we haven't got time but do you think he was a kind of a development player or do you honestly think well obviously we should have got better than what we've got from him but what did we think we were going to come in and hit the ground running? I think, I think the problem is no you tried and tested players just cost too much money. So I think we've had to take a punt and hope it hits the ground running and he's not. It, we've gambled, haven't we? We've gambled no, seven million quid. It's just, it is what it is. We shop in a different market yeah, to with everyone else. So it's just, it's not, it's not really anyone's fault. It just is what it is. What were um, Benzer's injury? I didn't answer any kind of thing after the game, was uh, it? They went old in his shin, didn't he? But yeah, hopefully I I I play them both from now to the end of the season and see what they've got. Hope Diacabi keeps improving and to be fair and though, and Benz is only on loan, and if it's true that it's thirteen million quid to sign him at end of the season, I'm sorry, but <laughs> the, the the budget that we'll have for next year, there's no no way on earth that you're spending yeah. thirteen million it's quid. Pointless, on him. isn't it playing him if yeah. we're not gonna, you know, kind of move. It's a shame because I still think there's something there, but I mean, how long you? There is. You keep there's something there with though, both of them, isn't yeah. it? We've seen little bits. You've got Burnley. I think Diacabi. In there's terms got of, to be something there because there's 20 million quid of the football. Well. In, terms of, in terms of Diacabi, though, yeah. In terms of Diacabi, I think his strengths are so far up here, and it, but his weaknesses are so. It's, it's like a seesaw with, yeah. I don't know, me and my little boy on the end. You know what I mean? His, his strengths are right up there, and his 
his weaknesses are right down there, yeah. and I think that's that's part of the problem really. And we, I think, to be honest, under David Wagner, we probably played a little bit to his weaknesses. But what was funny on Saturday was yeah. like. Dicabe got the ball and ran, and you could feel the Chelsea fans like bit of gasp. Oh my word! But the town fans were like, "Yeah, okay, lads. but <laughs> yeah, it's all liable to end in nothing," which it, it did, you know, time after time. But yeah, bit of Phil Collins there. Move on. It's one it? of them. It's, it's yeah. cost us this season. But as much as I've said, I think he's awful. Um, I think you've got to wait now until next season and hope that it, it bears fruit in a year. You know. I think, I think if you play him higher up, down. play him higher up than what he was, then he's he, he does better. But if yeah. you play him deep, if he drops off deep, he's no use. He's got to use that speed. Yeah. That's his main weapon. But we'll move on. Arms with the flick, Johnson with the turn, Johnson with the goal, and the game turned on its head. So HTFC dreams. I think this might be one of the last ones. Um, striker hierarchy: Munier, Grant, De Poitre. Uh Says Grant seems most suited to Jan Sievert's method of playing football. Do you agree with that? I don't I, think he is. I've, I've defended Mooney, I've defended him and defended him and defended him. But long and short of it, his lad's got one goal this season. Um, Top scorer, striker. Yeah. <laughs> well, Grant has scored more this season than, than we have. Do you see that in the newspaper as well? Yeah, where he's, he's actually got. Do you remember on teletext yeah. when you were kids, you used yeah. to look and then if you used to sign someone from the league below, you used to put them as one of the top scorers in the so, league. Yeah, he's actually, that. He, I, 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 to be honest, I, I know why he didn't, but I'd have just thrown him straight in Saturday. I think you've just got to get him in, get on with it. From the bits I've seen, he looks short at the minute. He's another project player, but. He might do, but we've got two strikers. Otherwise, I've scored one goal between them. So for me, he's he's first choice. There's more to it. There's more to it for me. Than... You know what? It's, it's now a pre-pre season. Get him bedded in. Get him in amongst there. Uh, you know what? Two, Neil. Clearly, I'm ruin him. Money, money, yeah. he'll, money. Exactly he'll go somewhere else, happen. mate. Money will go to an Everton or somewhere else. Watford no, and they'll score loads of goals. I, I honestly think there's. I do. I, I don't got believe how you can go from that, Matt. That we saw last season. Granted, a long time ago. You've got to get players close to him, and we don't. We don't do it. It's, I just think it'd be like, good. Yeah. I'm not sure Mooney will stay next season, but if he does, no. it could Apparently be an absolute... Nice fancy him, don't they? It could, it could be a monster in that league. That's Vieira, isn't it? Be. Just team's Nice, isn't is it? it? Patrick Vieira. But so, I, yeah. I, I'm starting to look at things yeah. differently. Like, had a nice crossing been dire, you know, because mm. it's not accurate. But if you have enough men in the box, things start to fall and break, and all of a sudden... Like your laptop, okay. yeah, like the laptop here. But, but that uh, that was an interesting because obviously you never know some of these Twitter things of random Rajinai Lazio, but... And because it said, yeah, it said, I think I just wondered if someone made that bit up because it said Mooney's turned down Nice. Okay, that might be true, but then it said because he wants to stay in Premier League. That just seemed a weird. I thing think they've started. To be honest, I, I think they've started typing link and, and predictive text <laughs> and turned it into Lazio. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah, we'll move on. So. <laughs> so hotline billing has been in touch um, so it's a good question is this actually um, Cosy I'm going to throw this at you first uh, at what point is it fair to start judging Zivert's philosophy and did we expect a better reaction from the squad with a new face in charge albeit Ooh. after two games it's really difficult because part of you wants to compare it to Wagner and if you remember his first two games Sheffield and Middlesbrough albeit in a you know, lower standard than that you did see some instant kind of results even though we lost both games. Wise, definitely, yeah, yeah definitely. even though the both games were lost like these two have, but I, I didn't expect any kind of bounce. I, my kind of view was if Wagner couldn't, you know, the King David Wagner couldn't change. Wagner wasn't what, the problem, was it? That was the no, and 
if we'd have signed a few more bodies in the transfer window, you know, it's only two games, isn't it? But yeah, he's, he's trying things. I think what's worrying me a little bit, some of his stuff is coming out with, but maybe it's lost in translation. But I, I was surprised at the Ever his comments after the Everton game. Maybe he didn't want to alienate anyone when he was kind of saying we would give it a really good go. And we were, it was only Jordan Pickford, and I was just thinking, not really, mate. And obviously, he came out and depended Dear Carb, which you didn't have a problem with Matt last week. He was really on the offensive, one in his. Press conference. Obviously, yeah, he must, he must man, be sensitive. It's man management 101. Don't, don't slate your yeah. in public. But Build them yeah, up. I just hope he's his own man, <laughs> you know, and not, you know, trying to be someone that, that is not. But the one thing that did, and it's bad to make this judgment because obviously Sarri's, you know, I just looked on, on Saturday and thought, wow, it just looked like, uh, I don't know, kind of, it is Master V Apprentice, but you do wonder and worry it after two games even, but. I I would have gone for more an experienced manager. I can get where the club's gone for they want to continue to build on Wagner, but I just wonder with the job that's got to be done. Oof. I don't know. It's, that, that's what I said before. He's appointed, but for me, he's in the building now. He's yeah. yeah and five changes. He doesn't surprise me any time. You get them notifications. Seven changes. Five. What's it? It's, six, it's, it's like Neil says. It's a pre-season. Yeah. He's looking at what he's got, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, for me, I I've seen elements of change already with. Um, with Siva, it's not massive. It's not. It's not obvious, but I can see little runs and little transitions which are a little bit different. There's a bit more intent there. That looks yeah. Like. So, for example, I think in the first half against Chelsea, um, we had a the striker. I think we'd rotate the strikers, and um, I think it might have been Diakabi was central at that point. He dropped off to link, and then Kachunga had moved from the left, and he'd made a diagonal run into the sort of central striker role, which is not too dissimilar to what Liverpool do with Sane and Salah you know, when they played the four-three-three, but. Obviously, with Liverpool, the final ball coming in is a lot better than what mm. than what we were delivering. And there's there's little runs and little elements of scene, which are good. Um, I think he is a little bit more attacking minded. I think mm. not quite as as static. But you mentioned we had to shoot more, didn't we? And his thing, I couldn't agree more with that. Yeah, I mean, that I shot on Saturday was just again just powder puff. I thought pretty much he was pretty good. Yeah. Siva, I thought he nailed it. To be honest, we um, must have had, and we don't have many shots to it. But the the, the our power of our shots are absolutely pathetic, aren't they? You know what, what I mean? What, what's really weird is a lot of our players seem to scuff it. Like Joe Lolly scuffed every shot he had Pritchard, with us. Yeah. Went to went to Forest and he's smashing them in from all over. <laughs> and Alex Pritchard is really yeah. bad for scuffing shots now. Well, one on Saturday with Billing, won it? Yeah, yeah Billing's awful. Got he could better than that. But I don't know. Maybe it's just time on the book. Maybe we just don't create enough time for the man in possession, maybe. So therefore it's a bit more rushed. But yeah, so Neil, what about you for in terms of. Um, when are you going to start judging the philosophy of, of Jan Ziva? Like you said, he gets a pre-season. Spill. He's got... What, how many games have we got left this season now? 13. 13. He's got to... As long as we see some kind of progression between now and the end of the season, and I'm not expecting to start and centre them winning every week. Don't expect that at all. But it, yeah... It, It'd just be nice to go into next season with a little bit of bounce and a little bit of positivity because at the moment, I'll be honest, I know he's been here two, only two games and it's a lot to ask coming in the back of the run we've been on. It's an inexperienced manager having to lift yeah, that team, it's just, it? uh, yeah. it's, it's tough, it, tough job. It's a really big ask to come into this level of football when you've been nowhere near this level of football before. So I'll always back town managers, always, apart from Chris Powell. Um <laughs> Andy Ritchie. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I backed them all and 
until, they, until they've bought <laughs> until me the rigid. <laughs> but yeah, I know. Um, I'll always back them until they give you reason not to. So I'm, I'm, I'm all, I'm right yeah. behind him. Look, I, I, I wanted a more experienced manager in initially, but he's in. Let's get behind him and let's see where he takes us from. Yeah. So he gets, I just want he that all, yeah. announcer on Sky not to say oh, this will sound nil anymore. You know what is it now? Yeah. Seven. Is it seven hours or something? It's a lot. It's been seven hours and 15 days. <laughs> it's like that song of Sinead O'Connor. <laughs> Arsenal hours. haven't kept a clean sheet though, have they? Away from home. All season. We've not. Arsenal. Oh, did Arsenal. you, oh, did you hear that though on Sunday? I, I could have just like smashed my TV because Arsenal in three, four, six away games without a victory. Under. Wait, 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 when you hear these top sides crying about stuff. Yeah, they have not week. got a clue, have they? Absolute whoppers, lot of them. Whoppers, weapons, satchels. Yeah. Six oh, away games sure. without a win, and they're arriving it's at a day one on Saturday. In it. They're awful at back Arsenal, but obviously we're awful up front. <laughs> 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 Buy your tickets at 1484. It's who can't look at what's happening at the fantastic media stand down. Moy with the penalty, it's saved! Quana scores with the rebound! Colin Quana following up the penalty, sliding in from a narrow angle, bring the moment! So, <laughs> moving on, so this is uh, away from... So Aaron Moy, Radio Leeds ran a, a bit of a story today about Aaron Moy saying that he's staying and looking to run down his contract with, with us... Uh, listen back to what Aaron Moy said and he's he's only said really when interviewed that are you staying and he said well I've got a contract and I don't know if Radio Leeds have got making I don't don't know where that's come from it seems a bit odd to me doesn't it it's meaningless even if he says he wants to stay I think you get to end of this season we go down and somebody comes in with a decent offer for him and the club would have to sell him and he'd want to go so I think he, he I don't think he's saying he's staying. I think that's what Radio Leeds have sort of taken it as. But like I say, even if he did say that, then I don't think it's, it means much at this point. Can you imagine, Neil, if he did say? Uddersfield Town will not be in the Premier League next season. Aaron Moy will. That's my view on it. Yeah, he's 29, isn't he? He's, he's, be, he's, he's better than Championship. Left, yeah, I'd almost, I said this before we started recording tonight, I'd almost be disappointed in him. If he don't get me wrong, I'm delighted, but I would all, I'd be disappointed in him if he didn't go, mm. because he is undoubtedly Premier League level, and I could see him at a an Everton, a West Ham, a Leicester, or whatever you know, even top end. He's he's good. He's that good. You'd feel bad for him yeah. watching him in the Championship, wouldn't you? For us, as he's you know he's he's looking. I won't feel bad. You feel great. I'd feel brilliant, but you'd kind but of I'd be. I have that little bit of disappointment because it's. It's all about his ambition then for me, and he strikes me as somebody who's fiercely ambitious. So at his age, twenty-eight, I think this is the last. This is his chance. chance. Get this is his so chance to get a move if he's going to get one. So the, fill your boots. Lad. The wonderful thing about Aaron Moy, though, is apart from his cause his haircut over there, is that he doesn't rely on pace at all. So he could he could play in our midfield till he's 35, 36, 37. Oh, could you imagine? He's brilliant. Just how he makes. The best just like find a yard, don't they? Yeah, just like, just that reverse ball he, he plays is just yeah. outstanding. He's hands down in 39 years of watching best player I've seen in a town shirt. He's there. done enough in our two as a Premier League to, to, to 
for people to know what it's about. And everybody knows. Yeah, he's the one person that the other teams always mention, that commentators always mention, that pundits always mention. Aaron Moy. Yeah, he is. Well, he didn't disappoint at World Cup, did he? Last summer against World's Best because he was playing against France and he was giving man a match against France in their group game. So people did without him. Stuff like that. He's given us that as well as an Huddersfield Town fan to see your player shining on world stage for a for a nation that's not you know mm. one of the sort of world powers he's gone there and shone in a mm. team that doesn't shine so that's and to have him it's a workman like Aaron, Aaron Moy Huddersfield Town in World Cup oh, like oh, when Zanka scored you know yeah. it's stuff like that they brought that to us regardless of what you think they brought that to us that bit of world stage stuff I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And quality commentators talking about us. Yeah, yeah, but Adam Moy, Premier League footballer all day long, won't be with us next year. Fascinating thing for me is going to be the guys are everyone's loads are under contract. I'll say Matt will kind of shout out probably a win, but this is the thing. How motivated it's it's all right saying he's slacking, you know, championship. You've only got to look at Stoke. Stoke, Stoke kept loads of their Premier League inverted commas quality. They were under contract, they don't have to sell because they got a parachute payment and it's been. The lads, from what we've been hearing, not bothered, not interested. It's really. that losing mentality I keep going on about because it's hard to shift. If you mm. keep everybody and they're still like that, it's hard to shift it. Championship's tough. I, I'll be honest, I, I think after the season that we've had this year, if you saw 10 leave, I don't think you're disappointed because I do I do mm. think that, like you've just said, I, th- I, I think yeah. that does... I don't think it'll be a mud sticks, bad thing. Mud sticks. And I think if you start next season with a defeat, and then you get a draw in a, in a, a way in a, a NAF Cup game at a League Two side. People and are starting to go, that guy thinks yeah, he's too good. Yeah, here we go again. Yeah. And it's all of a sudden, you know, season starts on Saturday, season starts on Saturday. You know, <laughs> season starts next season. Yeah, yeah, before you know where you are, you're in shambles again. Another player linked away, or maybe not another, but a player linked away oddly before the end of February is Abdulhamid Sabiri today. And Danny, you've been getting messages of love from Poland. Um, from somebody random and there's a uh, I've not heard this I've not heard it there's a no. club in Poland who are looking to sign Abdullabid as Sabiri on loan for the rest of the season which I would find pretty strange considering considering Ziva still looking at everybody and still trying to find you know who's going to be good for next season so I would find it pretty strange Neil Neil's just seen it for the first time is their window not shut obviously then 28th Poland, of Feb apparently right. the window shuts I'd yeah. like to see him get a chance I, I thought, I, you know, this season for me has been such a shame for him because he's done so well for Germany under 21, he's got man of the match twice. Yeah. 
He, Man City away, write that off, everyone. You know that's that's a hor- that's a bad day. Yeah, that was just a but strange selection. He came on against Bournemouth, and it was for about thirty seconds. Yeah, but even in that thirty seconds, he <laughs> looked slightly. He took. He lifted his head, <laughs> took yeah. someone on. Good. He's bolted up a bit. It don't look as wiry. It looks quite potentially. I think he. If we go down, I remember playing Bolton in the FA Cup, and he he played really well at their yeah, place. Did. Yeah, he did. I'm I'm looking at Siberia as one player with something to pr- something to prove who could be potentially really good in that. Midfield, I'd like I'd like to see him get some minutes over the next few weeks. I'd be mm, I would. I'd be genuinely disappointed if they sent him out on loan. Over if, to, if he wants to, to play Poland, this dynamic, anywhere. I would. If he plays this dynamic four three three where the midfielders go up and down and then he call yeah. it at both ends, I think Siberia's made. I for think it. he's made for it. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. So yeah, if you're listening to Phil Town, do not sell Sabiri between now and the end of the season. No Give point. the kid a chance, let's have a look. Right, and we'll quickly cover one other agenda point, and that is season tickets. So we said season tickets have been frozen, they missed a trick without Olaf <laughs> doing the uh, the advert for it, but never mind. Um, Sean Jarvis is getting some unnecessary stick, I think, in my opinion, for um, his little tweet which says we are 6% up on last season. Um, it's only three thousand we've sold though. Do you know? So it's yeah. it's not like we've got eighteen thousand season ticket holders. Yeah. It's not like you're saying oh we've sold fifteen thousand. It's it's not that hard to believe that out of three thousand, yeah, three out of eighteen thousand, that yeah. you know, that some have renewed quicker than others. I think Sean's a decent guy. Well, we'll hundred percent like, be renewing, and we haven't done yet, but we will. Yeah, he sticks. So Sean sticks his head above the parapet. You know when when it's when it'd be easier not to do so. Show some respect to him, I think. Well, he's, he's carried on doing it this season when, let's be fair, why, why, why would he want to? You know, but he's still mm. put himself out there, answers questions. He's made it very clear of the departments that he is in charge of. So why people are getting irate and messaging him about why haven't we spent this on players? Why aren't we signing? Why are we sold him? What we don't... Get a grip. Grow up. Sort yourself out. Find out some facts before you tweet and type rubbish. I remember this happening after Old Trafford when Peterborough destroyed us. This happened exactly the same. And I'll tell you what, Danny mentioned it a couple of weeks. He puts his head above the parapet, doesn't he? He's the man. Rightly or wrongly, he's the man. You know, that people go. And, and you know what? He replies, yeah, all right. Some of the stuff you're thinking, with all due respect, not today, Sean. You know, we've been battered. And then he's like, get your season cast. But that's his job. And I just... Chief Whip. I, it's total class that he, he has the decency to reply because you know what? I'd probably close my Twitter down if, you know, Do you know some what? of There's, the abuse. It's, I'd, it's, I'd be surprised if somebody in his position at 19 other Premier League clubs would be replying to fans on Twitter. I think it's good what he's I bet was. there's 19 other Premier League yeah. clubs that don't. Yeah, exactly. like but people are asking him stuff that's not to do with him. He's just like, this well, is that's, what, that's what I say. Is he's made yeah. it very clear of what he's sort of responsible for and the, and the role that he's taken on. So when. If when folk can message him about oh they oh we haven't signed and why haven't we spent this and why haven't we done that sort yourself just, out people are just I, I think some people just struggle to just get stuff out in the right channels well th- those that have been slagging him like that they can have a group whopper of the week for me it has it has a it has effect on him we've seen his Facebook mm. post today it obviously affects the guy just, yeah. just come on I'll tell you what's interesting because he this. cares of course he does get off his back because he does he's, care. he's also been working in a business over the last couple of months where his boss has been seriously ill. And I'm not being funny, at any workplace, if you're close to your boss like he is with, with Dean, that'd affect you when, when somebody's no, been as sick as they are. So, you know, that, that was bound to affect them. It's mm. bound to. They've gone through so much together over the last, you know, eight, nine, ten years. So just people just need to, you know, stop ticking 
a five nil defeat at Chelsea out on those that are trying their best to do something to make club a better place. Which what every day of the week that's what they're trying to do. They might not get everything right. I think they'd hold their hands up and say they don't get everything right and we've got stuff wrong. But so, never, never, never knock on for trying. You look around on Twitter because obviously Darren McCantney is probably the most high-profile chairman. I know Simon Jordan went on there when he kind of like you've got that. Yeah, Andy Alt at Accrit and he's really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's class, class, he's, yeah. And I'm trying to think of some other uh, kind of chairman. Yeah, a lot of rugby league. Like the Notts County one. Yeah, Neil Ludgill. Yeah, Neil Ludgill at OKR. Yeah, Zippy sent up some. Neil Ludgill at OKR, but. The thing is, they say stuff that fans don't want to hear and, and it gets kind of touchy, obviously. The guy down the road just comes out with a lot of spin, but it is interesting, though, that Sean's just, like, still kept his head and still kind of tweeting where I won. <laughs> Would no. you? Say, when I get, and he's doing it at 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night when he's probably at home, sat trying to chill out and what have you, and he's yeah. still having to reply, so keep your head up, Sean. And yeah. yeah, just keep doing it, Sean, and if you don't like what he puts, just scroll past it. Yeah. So and, you're, and you're also very welcome to join us on here to come and uh, state your case and tell us about, a bit about your job and what you do. And Incredible. And even, that'd be even great. if you that'd don't like what Sean Jarvis does, email us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, tell us. Call tell us, us. Tell us that yeah. it was rubbish and we'll talk about it. Yeah. £249 for the season card in championship is ridiculous. It's brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> you what? Fabulous. Can't win that ball. He's going to chase the keeper down. He's charging down. He's yeah. scored. Hayford has just scored for the most bizarre goal you'll ever see. The goalkeeper raced out of his area to clear the ball. Hayford charged it down. It's hit his back and it's bubbled in. And Town have got what they deserve. One, one so moving on to more serious matters. So uh, running a, a a podcast and having the ears of people. Obviously, I'm not going to play the. Billy Big Potatoes kind of thing, but sometimes it's quite good to do something. If if people listen to what you say, Neil, sometimes it's quite good to use the platform for something good. Absolutely. And what we would like to try and do is instead of just harping on, carping on, whatever you want to say about football, there are other things than football which are important and something which is quite close to you, Neil, and something that the podcast is going to align with uh, is uh, is a charity or something that you have started working with Neil and if you want to fill us yeah, in on what the um, podcast will be doing last few weeks I've been getting involved with um, a project called Uddersfield Street Kitchen and it's linked to a chap called David Edley who started the Leeds Street Kitchen and people have seen on the news about the tent city and things like that it's like an offspin it's the same people yeah, that started that, that one sometimes in Leeds when I go yeah home. it's the same people who've started that one and uh there's a, a couple that I met down there, Danny Burrows and Emma Duval, and um, they're just normal people, work every week, work hard every day, got kids, you know, they're not millionaires, they're not, you know, these people aren't rich, these people are just people who've got a bit of a, a social conscience, and um, I, I actually met them through a chap who, who I met at Andy's Man Club, and he, the, the work, it sort of... It really enhanced his, his sort of well-being by going to the street kitchen and helping out. And this is a fellow who's probably got no himself, being brutally honest, but the sort of feeling of happiness and pride that he had from going and helping people with even less than him. Um, so it, it sort of perked per my interest seeing how it had lifted him. And I thought, you know, this is something I'd like to find out a bit more about so I, I went down a, a few Sundays ago 
um, donated a few quid just to help them make some food and, and what have you. And to see down there, there's all these volunteers turning up with hot pans of curry and chilli and stew and toiletries, clothes, shoes, etc., etc. And um, just really, really heartwarming to watch that the and, and all these people are turning up and it's not it's not just for homeless people it's also for people who've it hard times they might have an house you know there's people being criticized on on twitter recently because we'll draw, they're draw taking the, uh, courts off people um, that they've been offered we'll draw the good work as well that the htsa have been doing in with the food banks as well yeah which is fantastic so that's so really really great so what 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 we're trying to do is um, I, I've took that. It's a simple task to be honest. Go through your wardrobe, look what you've got, and let I don't, you know without trying to sound like we're, we're begging and wanting all your good stuff. You know these people have also got a bit of pride. We don't want stuff that's just fit for bin. You know, we want something that's you know de- decent quality because these people have got no. They've literally got nothing. They're sleeping on streets. So if it's Going to Asden and buying a, a six pound quilt. So I got I bought a couple of them at where I didn't realise how cheap they were, to be honest. So I bought a couple of them. You know, twelve quid for two quilts, it's no, and that's you know, that's keeping somebody a little bit warmer on a night in this weather. Um so you know, if you can afford to buy a quilt at six quid or just go through your wardrobes and see what clothes you got that you don't wear. We've all got some. You've all got some clothes you don't wear. And then it's it's random stuff like Shower gels, because, you know, they do get a chance to go and use showers here, there and everywhere. And, you know, sanitary products for the women that are out there. You know, they, these things are crucial to just a, a normal way of life for us. But for them, it's not normal. They're, they're normals, having nothing and having to ask. So it happens between 12 and 3 or a bit later if there's loads of fills left and there's more people, it goes on longer. And it's outside the McDonald's in Huddersfield Town Centre. There's like a little square there in the middle. Mm-hmm. And they set up there. It's all self-funded. We, you know, They have the little gas burners, gas bottles, all that kind of stuff. But it really is an absolutely fantastic, fantastic thing that they're doing. Okay, so what the lads on the podcast are going to do is we're going to go through our wardrobes and, and find stuff which maybe people like me have put on a little bit of timber at Christmas and I'm never going to fit back into that T-shirt no matter how much I want. You know, uh, I'm gonna my my other half's gonna go, also go through what she's got as well, and we're gonna put stuff in in bin liners and and try and get something to um, some clothes. And Danny, you've already done this as well, haven't you? So try and get something to and and try and make some good of of what we do as well. So if other Huddersfield Town fans want to get involved as well, let us know. That'd be fantastic. There's no pressure on people to do so, of course. Um, we're not going to become too preachy about this. Absolutely not. Can I, can I say, just say that I did put something, I mentioned it on Twitter uh, last week or week before, and I've already had three or four private messages with people that have got stuff ready. So they are, it's fantastic. I know people, people on Twitter get stick, but there are some great people out there. Out there. Yeah, some absolute gems. So if you, want to get, if you want to get involved with this and you don't want to tweet out loud, send a DM to... Um, Neil at Bradford Terry directly or the podcast at yeah. Takes That Chance pick them all up and, and uh, we'll be more than happy to help and, and hopefully this uh, we'll be able to provide some stuff to the people of West Yorkshire yeah
byline. Kachunga leaves it. Smith scores for us. Field Town. 3-2 Town. Kachunga left it. And it's Tommy Smith, the skipper, who's drilled in. Surely one of the most important goals of the Huddersfield Town season. Brilliant. So, moving on to lighter matters. Yeah, we're trying to lighten the mood. It's been a bit of a uh, downbeat. So, pod, we've had a, one of our, uh, we'll call him a, a contributor, if you like, uh, Tom Bradshaw, who's recently done some fantastic artwork about David Wagner's uh, tenure at Huddersfield Town. Oh, uh, amazing. That should be on the side of the stadium, should that mm, time So, have a look Brilliant. at Thomas Bradshaw. Uh, have a look at some of his stuff. Some of his stuff is, is really, really cool. Um, that made bigger on concourses would be excellent, wouldn't it? Mm. Yeah, when you see something rubbish that are on some of the other grounds, I went to Doncaster the other week and they had a timeline that stopped in about 19... It was incredible they've got a new stadium, unless it were another part of the ground. It, it stopped in about 1999 or something. That, it's like, that generally at the back of the kiln, maybe, do you know where it's all breeze blocky? Yeah, or, I haven't been in there for a few it? years, but having something yeah. like that would be amazing. So, yeah. Tom, if you do murals that, as well... KSDL, I'd have to do some work, so that's never going to happen. No, so Tom sent an email, Cos, and you're going to read some of these out. So yeah, he said... What are the funniest moments on the pitch? Yeah, and then Matt, you kind of offered it out to the uh, HTFC public. So, Freddie Cocker's the first one. He said, at a live game, Chris Brandon picked up a Birmingham player and cradled him like a baby after tackling him when we beat them in the FA Cup made me chuckle. Andy Booth scoring his last goal for Town v Orient had his own comedy moment when he took five years to get to the ball. <laughs> Lee Walker's one of my favourites is still it? Pavel Abbott's offside goal against Lincoln it was the that, right decision it was amazing that. I remember going the, down there for the playoff and there were we were walking at the ground getting escorted in and there were people coming in his face what was that referee you're cheating this they were proper ratched and it, it made it all the more sweeter when we knocked him out of the playoffs <laughs> they, they, it was incredible that though wasn't it Pavel yeah. and it was it was the rule at the time was that yeah. it was like phases of play so it was the, it was the right decision it's just a stupid rule yes yeah, completely stupid rule yeah Danny, you put one. Meadow at Barnsley. Does that relate to this? Uh... That's the funniest thing I've seen watching town on a football pitch is when Meadow came on against town. Yeah. And, uh, Bigger than me. The, he were, yeah. And should have should have used him for my seesaw analogy. Yeah. I mean, he, were, he was just, you could tell this, there's something not right here. Why is he being brought on? And then he launched himself into a tackle. I think it was on Adam Clayton. And he just, he completely missed the ball, took out, and I think Clayton just laughed. He's like, what the hell has just hit me here? <laughs> Dean Ball, uh, if his contact lenses, I think this happened a few times. I do remember, at Cow Shed End. Yeah, yeah I remember the, that. I was uh, right in front of him. I was only the, a I'm sure it happened no though against Blackpool in that ill-fated game in the cup when we could have played Tottenham. In, I remember that happening there. I think that it was a Saturday, wasn't it? I think it did happen twice. I think it did because I think second time. Oh, this is was one in the penalty box near the Cow Shed End. I remember the one there halfway, wasn't the one there away end that night. The classic one for me when it was it when against Cardiff years ago, John Thorington got smacked full in face with ball. And just staggering around like a drunk for about five minutes, brilliant. Concussion policies there, no for concussion. Is this is this just about town players? And so you can't have it. Could be about anything, I think. But I've just thought one. But anyway, we're more. Cat Everton was quite good. Jody Calvert keeps it up to date. Colin Quanner whacking himself over the head (laughs) with his playoff medal, and then looking at Kachunga like it was his fault. (laughs) Must have watched it one hundred times. Incredible. I Clive Wilkinson, I were there that night, Neil. I think you were Bakuna's debut own goal, one of oh, the best goals I've ever yeah. seen. The funniest thing about that, I think we were going to do a post-match pod and I think we were stood together and you could just see the ball like fast forward it and the goal. We just walked out. We're Gone. done. We're done. Not Absolutely Can't shocking. Spike. Yeah, Nick Shackleton's nicked what I was going to say, but 
he'd mentioned Zippy <coughs> Mora again losing his contact lenses, but the other ultimate being the Stoke goalkeeper Prudos blunders at the current yeah, stadium for me yeah. they are they were class. they are in the Champions League place. He took so it well. Not, he not took comedy it well moments. Yeah, remember when uh, Ian Dunn scored against Stoke and it stuck in stanchion, oh, yeah. and they oh, used yeah. it on the title credits for that calendar, didn't the they? Goals well. on Sunday. No, there were. Well, a, this would be midweek program that him off Brookside he yeah, used to present. I, I used to know yeah. name it because he used to have the titles. I, used to have <laughs> I forget what it. I forget what it was called. Sinbad. No. <laughs> <laughs> something on the something or something. Like that. Yeah. Oh, was it like off the? Oh, it was like off the. Cro- off it, the angle or something. It, I don't know, something but like it, it, I don't know what it was called. But he, Simon O'Brien presented it. It would have used to be in Brookside. Mm. Danny, they're all frantically googling now. Oh, Danny's got his phone yeah. out. He's worked it out. Yeah, Ian Dunn's it stuck in stanchion. And I think that would have couched end and all, but it open end. No, open. Up. It open end. Yeah. yeah. Next one's from Simon. It's Twitter and it's B fifth one four double one. He says vaguely remembers F. Sodji rugby tackling a pitch invasion. He reckons it was at Oldham, and then Jake Whiteman's coming. I think it was at Barnsley. I can't remember this. Can you? No. F. Sodji tackling a. No, I remember when I said Oldham. I remember the guy doing the Russian dancing in front of the Oldham fans. <laughs> I remember um, being away at Barnsley one year when we used to sit down side. We're in that old wooden stand that they never opened. Oh yeah, that was an awful. And uh, I think we lost a game, which is standard for being at Barnsley but Stand- Tom, Tom Cowan scored like direct that. from a throwing and he That's threw it never touched anybody went and it was good. referee were good pal singing he give it <laughs> to be fair <laughs> to him he went on Sky afterwards and then justified it and just said look I think there's a touch there fair enough <laughs> even Tom Cowan in front of half and sort of wheeling you know, away this is cheering me up a lot Mark Harrison and Benz's shot v Fulham <laughs> <laughs> yeah Watson, uh, DPW247, Wayne Burnett, schoolboy, pushing the West Brom mascot over after another player at the Hawthorns pre-match. I don't remember that, but oh, I do yeah, remember. Yeah, that was under Jacko. Yeah. I do remember going to Wrexham away in 1998 and Terry the Terry having a fight with uh, the Robin. I went there. Went t- they had a fight yeah. at half-time in the centre circle and Terry the Terrier won and he won with an elbow drop. It was Actually, good. at Wrexham, the <laughs> funniest free kick I've ever seen was Michael Delaney when we had him on loan and he sort of stepped up tripped and just just sort of nudged Damien, the ball Damien Delaney Damien Delaney yeah, oh, was it Palace yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Damien Delaney yeah. he ended up being a good player we've got F scoring with his uh, derriere at Villa yeah that was uh, have to uh, change this to uh, nobody nobody uh, mentioned Dear Carby's Gemma Collins moment the other week <laughs> <laughs> I remember all Leeds fans singing Naki Wells's <laughs> You've muted the wrong <laughs> word. Yeah. There were two words for me talk, on a muted Talk one. about obsessed. And then he scored. I went to a Pontefract non-league game and there were some Leeds fans there. They didn't know we were town fans, we were just there incognito. Yeah. And suddenly one of them piped up, Naki Wells is like, what? Obsessed? <laughs> wow. Adam Asquith, Andy yeah, Booth. Yeah, the last laugh though, didn't he, Naki? He did. Andy Booth falling over. MK Dons was hilarious. He just collapsed while running with the ball. Everyone just laughed like, whoop, instead of kicking off that he had lost the ball. Do you remember Phil Starbuck's corner where he went to take the corner and fell over the flag and then did a front wheel somersault so he didn't have to kick the ball? <laughs> oh. yeah. I, I, I remember Ben Hamer this season putting it out for a corner from a dead ball. Oh, I've done that once playing football. I also remember the one, the one time at um, away at Stockport and they used to have a changing rooms used to be under the stand there and they used to come out of a little tunnel that were like, Front of it was like a bit of a paddocky thing there, wasn't it? In that, is it amusing? And, and Andy, Andy both yeah. came down, twisted oh, his knee, coming off there, and went straight back down. I was going to say, was that paddocky as, yeah. as funny as coming out of the janitor's house at Valley Parade? Yeah. But anyway. so there's been a lot, haven't there? There's, 
to be fair, a few of those towards end of the season just keep keep mood a bit lighter, won't they? So <laughs> they me up if, if, any, if any players can <laughs> plan out ridiculous other than a goal, crack on. Bill the injured his knee during a minute silence, didn't he, before when it the Brighton game? I tripped over it locked, the plastic yeah, stuff. Yeah, then it locked when he was stood. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute liability. Oh, Thanks for them. There were some funny ones there. Yeah, there were. Boothy, if you want to come on the podcast, that'd be amazing. If you can talk about yeah. that. We used to preview games back in early in the season, didn't we? <laughs> 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 yeah, I, 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 it's Arsenal at home this Saturday. Anyway, yeah. anyway, yeah. Yeah. Tickets on. still available. <laughs> Good seats still available. <laughs> right, so Twitter again has, has set the agenda. So looking forward, we've got here. And thankfully, there's a lot of town fans who are saying, what if we go down rather than when, which is great. <laughs> Um, Devon Terrier, however, pins the blame on us. Said, "Where did it start to go?" In fact, no, it's Claire who does it. Thanks, Claire. Yeah. No. Said, "Where did it start to go wrong this season? Summer recruitment, tactics, or formations? What happened to Gagan Pressing? Was the team's confidence undermined by the defensive tactics? Did Wagner lose the plot or burn out? I'm going to say Wagner burnt out. The tactics were as a result of who we were playing against, and summer recruitment. Yeah, I think we've covered that enough. But yeah, summer recruitment was." Sadly, yeah. hasn't worked. Not very good, shall we it say. It hasn't worked. Uh, and Claire Hill has replied and said it went wrong when this podcast started. Can't blame us for some of her recruitment because it started after. She's already alive. Blame me for some recruitment. really nice questions and stuff. But I'm, Claire's cool. Yeah, she's wanting us out now. That so bloke doing cartoons stopped just before it all went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I blame you, Danny. You put that video on about Jonathan Ogg here, there, yeah. and everywhere. If, if, we're getting <laughs> if, if we're getting Instagram, stick, I'm, I'm blaming Instagram, lad. I don't know what his name is, but he's all right. He, he was a vlogger, wasn't he? I don't like vlogs, I'll be honest. I'm, vlogging's not my thing. I'm too old for vlogs, I don't get it. But he's... Um, I don't mind what he does on the Instagram account. It's just mm. ever since he's done that, I don't think we've won a game. Wolves away, I think. One but, thing I want to bring up, I don't know if anyone's mentioned it. Did you see them comments from Ian Holloway? Yeah, really, it was weird. It yeah, was like he didn't really quite understand what he was yeah. saying at one point, and then he was like, and then he brought it back around, didn't he? About what? Was he said? was saying that he wished he could have spoke to David Wagner and advised... If he was the chairman, Yeah, he, if he was say, the chairman... Because he, he had the same thing at Palace he, where he felt mentally fatigued and he left Crystal Palace because he just felt worn out and shattered. And he said something along the lines of um, if he was the chairman, he wished he could have re-energised him and said, you know, have a break, let's go again next season. But I think if you're a manager and you go on a break, I don't think the players look at you the same if you've gone, sorry lads, I've just had a few months off. No. And, yeah, and I, I don't that think that's Which brings me nice out Steve Bruce who's sometimes obviously not being a town fan's cup of tea. But having a break, this guy had the audacity to take a break when he lost his mum, he lost his dad, he lost his job. And honestly, Danny Murphy, in a disgrace. The guy is an absolute disgrace. There's some things, as we've talked about, you know, with Dean earlier, and there's some things more than football. What a cheap shot. What, what have horrible, I said all what a season, horrible thing to that say. That guy does not do his research. He is a plague to the BBC. We've mentioned that there's, there's only two or three worth listening to, and the rest are all absolute creatures. Danny Mills, Danny Murphy, get in the yeah. sea. We're yeah. discussing get that. Steve Bruce had to... And while we're on Danny's, da- the- Danny Higginbottom is different class. Yeah. Yeah. Why does Steve Bruce have to justify yeah, exactly. why he's a break? Exactly. It's, it's absolutely disgusting. It's like he's been held against him and that. Sheffield Wednesday knew. Sheffield Wednesday agreed to it. Yeah. He's, all his staff went in there two or three weeks before yeah. he did. They were, they were, they're never in danger of going down. They they're having one of those seasons where they ain't going down, they ain't going up. So if he needs that extra three, three, two or three weeks, but they really want him. It's not often you see uh, 
And Alex Bruce, I think it got, I've never seen as many likes on it, which to me just said the majority, you know, the massive general public are just like were the same. I find it quite interesting, like Guy Mowbray, who obviously works for the BBC and with Danny Murphy, he kind of criticised, well, he as good as criticised his colleagues, which I thought were really good. There's no way. It's decent, it's Guy Mowbray. See, you just reminded me of a funny moment now. Oh, go on. Is it about Tony Gone, Neil. No. Please. Alex Bruce went town oh, fans yeah, got him booked and yeah, sent yeah, off yeah, yeah. did you fail the teacher <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say well Alan Lee rearranged his face no no but it, I just remember him uh, getting himself booked and then sent off just purely up back at crowd yeah we're at Sheffield about his dad. Day, wasn't it brilliant now at town it was at town yeah but for Sheffield were we playing for Sheffield he was wins? playing for Sheffield yeah, Wednesday yeah, yeah. I think we beat them 1-0 and Johnny Worthington scored either way yeah, went through Adnan Ahmed as well yeah one of the funniest things I've ever seen but yeah what you're saying on Steve Brooks is absolutely bang right you know if they've if they're happy if it might have a few weeks off, crack on. Yeah, what's the yeah. problem? Yeah. Got a view on the title battle, lads. It's, uh, Anybody but Liverpool? It's getting interesting. I generally I honestly don't really no. I don't watch much at day anymore. No, so I, don't I, I just like can't bring myself to, win, to it. it. Since you nicked all their... Spurs uh, won't win it. Spurs <laughs> finished <laughs> third in a two-horse race when Leicester won it. Yeah, so. Well done, Spurs. Yeah, Man City-Chelsea on Sunday. So that'd be interesting. It's all right, Chelsea turn it on against us, but you know, are they going to put that in? I must admit, it has put me... Up. Is it, I'm trying to think of his other relegation seasons. Oh, maybe anti-football. This I don't want to watch back there. I want to watch anything really. Been relegated. Weird. 2002, 2003 was the last was time. That was that to League Two? Yeah. And then it was yeah. the Macari and Bruce before that. Yeah. But we've still got points from Twitter. So HTFC Dreams, the last one definitely this time, uh, said Jan Ziva likes the 4-3-3. Uh, mentions the layout, play on the route, runners in behind. Is it, the interesting one is who will struggle to adapt into that four-three-three system, and one player that sticks out to me immediately is probably Alex Pritchard. To be honest, I just think it's too far in front to even look at that for me because you don't know well, I'm sure the situation we're now at end of the season, and you don't know what we're going to be playing next season, which players are still going to be here next season. So, for me, it's a it's a tough one to comment on. But in the in terms of a four-three-three system, you would probably say there are one or two maybe that may struggle to. We might not play a four-three-three though. You know, it's, you just don't true. know, do you? True, that is true. But if we do, I'd probably say Pritchard. I'd, I also want to see Congolo play more at centre back than left back as well. Yeah. That's personal preference. Uh, okay, so Nick Shackleton has uh, sent another one here as well, Cosy. Where he's put this is one I think which grates on you a little bit, Cos. So, were the underdog and humble tags overused? Have they ultimately contributed to negative perceptions of the club in the media? And do we as fans need to stop using them? I don't it think it's so. on me. I don't I'll think so. It does great on you more than it does me. I, I'll be honest with you, mate. I, I don't think so. I think, I, I think <coughs> the club are just trying to play down expectations, really, and that as well. And I get it. It's like it's almost yeah. like a siege mentality us against them. It does because like I always think that, and it's proof. If you think you're, you kind of arrived at the Premier League, you're. Deserve to have your place in the Premier League. I remember that idiot from Talk Sports saying, "When Huddersfield going to act? Or was someone else? When Huddersfield going to act like a Premier League club?" But I just think when you start getting complacent, Swansea, Swansea sound like they're in a real mess. Kind of a, another topic, but they once you start, kind of. I think it's about talking yourself down a bit. In there's a lot. I think Huddersfield Town's a great football club. I think there's a lot of things to brag about, if you like, about a football club. We run brilliantly. We've got a great chairman. We do all these mm. things for charity. 
I don't think we. I think if you if you kind of playing yourself down a bit as an underdog, I think it only works in the short term. I don't think that's something you can keep up, well, especially when it's not. It started at the beginning of the season with that. This, this season starts against Cardiff. That's not something anybody from within the club should have been saying. Well, I think it was David Wagner always used to say, "We're not the biggest dog," and it kind of. I yeah, think he was the one who kind of did that through the promotion season as well, but. Stuff can be held against you, can it, if it doesn't go right? But yeah. I'd, I'd like to see us build ourselves up a bit more sometimes. Um, but I understand why mm. they've used it. The trouble is, there's so many like cringy, you know, Southampton, what do they attack so we go again and all this. Like, I, it's a lot oh, of clubs have these mottos. Modern football, isn't it? Yeah, hashtag whatever. But, mm. you know, you've seen rugby league, man, you? new beginnings. It's embarrassing, it's a new season. It's all, it's the same all thing, rubbish, isn't it? But yeah. no doubt there'll be something for us next season. But hopefully it'll be we score a goal or something like that. That'd be good. Negativity from Mark Harrison. Oof. He's, oof. It's not that bad, really. But he's put, assu- assuming we're down. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> Turn your Mark, fight, mate, are you a gambling man? <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> no, it's not negative. He's put, assuming that we're down, uh, what are we wanting to see from the final 13 games? Can we save some face and pick up two or three wins and goals? Is it hard to see where they're coming from? But what points tally would you say was acceptable to go <laughs> down with? <laughs> Derby got 11 then we're joint aren't we at the minute so was Sunderland 15 when they had that bad season 2003 I think I think they've got a 15 and a 9 I think if we hit 20 points we'll have done pretty well I think I can't can't see it though no I can't Bournemouth from Watford at home look the only but then like Neil says we need a bounce we need that bounce and with a bounce comes points and if we get over 20 points then we've had a bit of a bounce for me if if we get to over 20 that'll be success now for me 20 would be fine (laughs) Neil's speechless. <laughs> Can't speak. Uh, I've not to add. You want to see a bouncer, don't you? So I yeah. think that's what pretty much is. Boy. Oh, where's he going to drop? Heckle is in there! Um, Robert, <laughs> Flockton, Robert Flockton says, realistic transfers for next season. What price tags would you put on Moy, Billing and Congolo? 20 million each for me. Min. If, if you're not getting the least sixty Moy. for all three, you, you've yeah. you've you've done some epically bad underselling. When, when Billing got linked for fourteen million, I was like, no, I I, lads, I think you need to lower that. I honestly believe once you get into championship, that's a that's a big depreciation. Mm. I know what you're I, saying, but I think you can. Still I know what you're saying. Say we don't need to ball, sell, yeah. and you can still push the value up by just by not needing. And especially the, the biggest thing that pushes it is depends if how, how much the player wants to go. Absolutely. Expect a bit as a part of lads if that's what you're expecting in uh, in the summer. There's no way we'll get 20 in for Congo, though. No chance. We should 17. Do. I wouldn't take a loss on him. What? Going down Championship? I, I think it's a game changer. Got, I think for him, Premier League. get moves first. But, you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sure. exactly yeah. I, I think <laughs> with the way people are looking at us at the minute, apart from Aaron Moy, I think a lot of people will be going, not touching yeah, them yeah, very much. Right, yeah. But Billing, because he's young and he's got that growth potential. Bill, Billing will go. But Congo, I'm starting to look go. at Congo and go. Do you know what? He's not standing out anymore. We might be able to get away with this one. If, if we're getting if we're getting less than twenty million for Phil Billing, we're underselling. Yeah, I think in so. In my opinion, and Moy maybe because of his age, we might not get the twenty. But he's, he's worth we that will. to us. Yeah, I suppose it. you've got to bear in mind that your championship fees are ridiculous now. I mean, incredible last week, Sunderland third division team spending four million. Well, that being harsh, we, we got we got. <laughs> uh, did we get ten or twelve for Ince? Uh, ten, I think. We got ten. for it. And then you've got Adam Moy. So ten. So <laughs> if if, in, if is ten, well, Adam Moy's three times that. Exactly. 
So you've got to be looking at 20 plus realistically. It's, the thing is with transfers, if somebody, if more than one team wants him, then that drives the price up. It's, 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 well, it's well within what town need to do to almost auction these players. I did read something recently, and I can't quite reference it at the minute, but it was about an agent and how it was like a, an agency. And what they do is they create false interest in people to push prices up so clubs panic and then pay over the odds. And it was an agent for somebody who just said, I'm not interested in speaking to you, but this is what we do. And I'll, I'll dig that out later, but I thought it was quite interesting. That don't worry me as much as are we appointing a director of football. What I'm thinking I'm all the other way, to be honest with you. And I know this is just it, what's going on in the it's background. It's a key appointment, is that? Ugh. A, a director of football should not be subservient to the manager, in my opinion. Now, man, yeah. He needs to set the blueprint for everybody to follow. And so speaking of next season, if we do go down, this is from Alistair Wynn. Says, assuming that we go down, a win. <laughs> we won't mind one of those. The best thing is, Cassie, his, uh, his Twitter feed is actually magical win. So I'll, I'll, set, I'll settle for a crappy uh, win. To be fair, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not magical about it. <laughs> I remember that back in the day when we were absolute dire at Leeds Road. I think we went Malcolm McNulty. They used to play you win again by the Bee Gees yeah, when we were warming up. Yeah. And we didn't win till about <laughs> December, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> that song, I hate it when it comes on that absolute eight, it's like, or seven is whatever it is. <laughs> no, it just reminds me. Ian Banks warming up with that stupid green holes, that horrible thing where sponsor were like 15 mile down. It's good therapy, this podcast, I like it. All three challenge stands. Forrest Jerry, Danny Ward saves! Danny Ward saves! Yeah, so... Um... To answer his question, <laughs> um, yeah, what is it? <laughs> what would you want to do next season? Would you want to come straight back up again? Being as the Premier League's been a bit rubbish, what would you be happy with next season? Can I just get through this and get over this season first before I answer that? So, I just want to compete. I just want to click through the turnstile, knowing we've got a good chance of something exciting happening in front of my eyes. Yes. That is minimum just requirement. Just want to go and enjoy yeah. the games. That's I don't, it. Playoffs, forget. I'm not really bothered about yeah, that. No I, just, I don't want to go to Chelsea and think my day is all about how many drinks I have and the rest you just go in because you go. I want more than that. I would like to, I know this probably won't happen, but on the off chance it does, I would like us to get our first automatic promotion since 1983. Oh, Matt. Amen, I am, mate. I would love that. But whatever we do next season, I doubt it will beat the highs of 16, 17. That was just... I don't think anything we completed will, wasn't it? Yeah. We completed football that year, didn't we? You don't. Game over. Mido. Mido. Insert coins to continue. Yeah, next question. <laughs> I think... <sighs> Sam Dixon, same sort of thing, says, who do we need to keep for next season? I'll keep... Probably keep anyone we can, to be honest. Whoever that manager wants, then, it's as simple mm-hmm. as that. It's not... We... we we can sit here and say we want to keep these, we want to keep them. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Nobody knows who, I mean, you can say now, you, you can look and think, well, they've down tools, they've down tools, they've down yeah. tools. That'd be interesting, Neil, if you had a camera in Canal Side training, I, it'd be really interesting to see you really pushing it. You, you'll get to know can now you, who really still wants to be there. training at Canal Side? Not sure now. I don't think it's as open as what uh, it used to be. Spygate. Might have been uh, worth it. A trip to have a watch. I don't know, I used to you like can sit in McDonald's, can't you, and quaff your Big Macs and look over the fence Not against the I think that's just Other it. fast food outlets are available. KFC is next door. So we've had another tweet here which says, will it be Championship or Foreign League, Bundesliga players to rebuild if 
we go down. Both should be achievable with parachute payments, but what's preferable? Does Rebby's departure mean recruitment should could improve? And did we owe Weber more than we think? Um, recruitment's done by a separate team headed up by uh, Josh Marsh. Uh, he's the recruitment manager, uh, the director of football. A new one will probably oversee that. I think the director of football is a key a key role, but if we go down, Cosy, um, what do you reckon? Look at maybe signing proven championship players or stick to what we knew and bringing people from Bundesliga 2 again? Not bothered, to be honest, Matt. Just people that are just going to row us forward. Uh, we seem to have lost our spirit and kind of that, you know, Terry spirit that's stuck all over our stadium and the lampposts and what have you. But to me, it's people that, you know, want to play for Huddersfield Town and get us back up. Because you're thinking now, someone like Alex Pritchard, you think it'd be perfect for that championship, you know, division, but kind of guys of that ilk I'm not it's an hard one to answer to me mate I just I just want people who want to be there and yeah the, the one thing we haven't got now is we can't have the we can't compete at this level line because we've got two years of Prem money and backing and we've got some Prem quality players in our players that have experienced it so that do you think the press will expect us to come back no no I think your your bookies odds will be pretty telling. I bet we're halfway down league for bookies for next year. To be fair, but that that that, that, that aside, yeah, it does take pressure. Off. I don't, Some not, young players there that we it's not a bad thing. Out. But I suppose it depends how we finish. Good I point think we, we, we can't have the we can't yeah. compete lines thrown out because it's well, just what it yeah, won't watch well, now. That's part of the old underdog thing. What we've got yeah. before, isn't it? So I think a lot will depend how we finish the season. Even though probably our team won't bear much. I haven't thought resemblance to what works out. There's some talk of doing a Sunderland as well, though, or a Huddersfield Town 70s and going straight down <laughs> See, that, again. That does worry me a little bit. Uh, run a form, we're on. Because yeah. you think, we're, yeah, we're, we're not just like, we're nowhere near. I would imagine anything, with the chairman we've got, we're, we're set, hopefully, not to do that. I just that. don't know how you can just flick a switch. It does worry me that, though. I think he's more switched on, and hopefully, if he's well and back at it. There's only so much he can affect on pitch, though, to be fair. If he leads the way he's done in the last 12 years, I, I think we'll be okay. You'd like to think so. Yeah. But his health comes from yeah, yeah, They've already said that it's it does. taking time we, off. We won't go too deep into a private matter, but I, I think behind the scenes, I think we're set up better than some what we Dean, you know, that, that club, it, it seems to me, we're still riding on one man. It shouldn't be like well, that. That's, yeah. that's where, for me, going back to an earlier point, where... We need a good director of football. As well. yeah, that, we need a good director of football, but I think somebody more experienced in dugout could have possibly made a little bit more difference. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not saying go for the old dinosaur... Big Sam. Moyes, Allardyce approach, but just somebody more of a, I mean, we've said his name a few times, but you know, your Kanovic type who's proven at, at, at championship level at more than one club as well. So, well, I, mean, I don't know about you, Lob, I'm kind of looking at championship, I've never looked at it for a bit and that's all. Ipswich have done, haven't they? Yeah, I can't believe it. No, you know. don't. You don't see any teams like done it. that's got I Colin Quanner in squad, surely. No, Ipswich are the Uddersfield version of Uddersfield in a championship, yeah, haven't they? Are. It's a shame. Yeah. It's a nice club, is it? Switch when you go. It's always down, a good away day, that. Yeah, Kaka. Yeah, I'll be missed that. It's a shame for it will always, but it's got to be someone. Um, I don't feel sorry for him. I'll be honest. I don't feel sorry for him, but I just think. Charge you. Yeah, I, I look and I think there are people that actually deserve to be in their spot more than what they do. But when your closest rivals are at top like, of the table, that's like why he's says, though, right, they, what they charge the for away fans is obscene. Oh. So they do. Yeah, actually, I forgot about that. Sling it. Sling it. Do one. Put a fork in them. Sticky tractors. As you imagine how bad, bad that'll feel for them finishing bottom if Norwich finished top. Oof. To be fair, that's been coming a bit. I know they McCarthy, you know, be careful what you wish for, but they they've been struggling for some time. It might do them good, mate, to go down. And yeah, it could. Well, it's <coughs> Sunderland good bounce. this season, isn't it? They're yeah. a bit of a re- renaissance. 
They're enjoying it yeah. as well, aren't they? Yeah. By the looks of it. So fair play. I don't mind Sunderland either. That's a, they I don't spent really have much in a window, mate. Four million, didn't they, Greg? Wow. They paid for a chant there, haven't they? We need to get one of our chants <laughs> going for have, Aaron Moy. They to... literally paid for a chant. Go on, you, yeah. you get that Aaron Moy chant going and we can get another five million on top of that 20 that we're yeah. getting. Oh, God. I blame Half myself for that. Away. Yeah. Half the world away. There's something like that. Eddie had lost 6-1 and, yeah, goodbye. Yeah, so Watson, DPW 24-7. Um, again, similar sort of line, if you like. I look to next season, who stays, who goes, which we've kind of done. Uh, who, who and what do we expect in style of formation, all based on two different 90 minutes. Um, f- from By all accounts, Jan Sievert likes to play an attack mind of 4-3-3, so I expect that. Um, some big earners might have to leave mm-hmm. next year. Derm, for example, might go. Um, I'll probably leave it up to uh, the manager to decide who's, who's going to go. And That's take, what this last 13, 14 yeah, games about. For exactly, me. it's difficult because you kind of... Because the, the like, maybe not quite like Diakabi, but there might be a player who's been on the periphery might all of a sudden really suit what he wants to do. Bakuna maybe, someone like that. If he, if he has two or three in mind that he thinks, I'm definitely keeping them next year, they play every game now between mm. now and end of the season. Yeah. And other ones have got to you know, either fight for the place to stay here or off your pop, lads, and sorry, but you won't be missed. Two things are going that I'm going to not miss whatsoever. That awful Premier League anthem. We goodbye, and that stupid thing where they put that ball on that stand, and then everyone shakes each other. And I forgot did they do that in championship shake hands. I can't I remember that. Genuinely <laughs> thought it was going to say badge on shirts. Then oh, I don't thought it was going to say dog. That's, oh. Well, Watson uh, DPW twenty four seven has the uh, Scotty dog as his thing. It looks more like a Scotty dog. And to be fair, there's no wrong with it as an avatar, but it's not a shirt badge. Is it? I don't, I don't mind. I'm not, nah, I'm not, I'm not that worried. He's naff. Him and that it's that Instagram uh, vlogger there, they're blaming us for relegation. Well, hopefully he will stay up. But he's the man to blame. That Instagram vlogger. I don't. I'm know. gonna find out his name and I'm gonna. I uh, feel like inviting him. I feel a bit sorry him for him. On his face. Put an arm around him. Yeah, <laughs> mate. This is all your fault. Five nil <laughs> behind the scenes. It's not really. So um, last two questions. Well, last it, question it, it really. Is a lot, really. Um, Terrier Pete Pete Green says. Who do we have, or what do we have in the under 23s that can step up and excite us next season? And he's sending a 20 year old to Brighouse on loan worthwhile at that age. League experience is paramount. So, Danny Yoda, man and non league. Uh, what's your non league? We said a <coughs> couple, well, I don't think we've got a really good way of developing players. Other than, I mean, even sending them out on loan, I just don't, I don't see what benefit they get from playing in that under 23 team. But I don't, I, I don't know it well enough. But. I don't see how, how we develop. Like Sabiri, whilst he's not in our first team, I think he's just sort of going to waste, to be honest. That's that's what worries me. Mm. Chris Atkinson syndrome. I, I agree with that. So I like to dip my toe into player development every now and then. But um, in terms of the under 23, sending a 20 year old to Brighouse on loan, is it worthwhile? So we do something quite different, don't we? We do what the class's work experience. It's almost like being back at school rather than alone. What that allows is. For a player to go out, he can still train with us. He doesn't have to train with um, Liversidge, Brighouse, whoever. Uh, so it allows him to still train and focus and sharpen on our um, top class facilities, if you like, and then go play for Brighouse. Um, I think what's quite key is, it, like Danny, you've mentioned this under-23 league, what's what's not apparent in that is it's not full of players who are playing for a living. It's not full of physicality. So there are things that you don't learn in the under-23 league, such as how to win, how important it is to win. Um, the player next to you is, is playing for his 200 quid win bonus to pay his mortgage. You know, it's it's real mm. football rather than 
something which is a little bit in cotton wool, if you like, the under-23 league. So they're there to play real football. Ollie Dyson's dad works with me and he's saying exactly that. He's at Baron now, isn't he? But he says that's the biggest thing. The biggest thing is found out and kind of just driving there. Just little things like that, just coming out of your comfort zone, driving up to Barrow, cold, you know, training kind of like exactly there. He's saying, guys, where it's kind of matters, the mortgage and stuff, getting stuck in. It puts, and, that, it puts that yeah. fire in them, doesn't it? And It is. The thing is what Ollie Dyson has done, um, I can't remember off the top of my head because I've not researched it, but I believe... Ollie started quite low and he's worked his way up. So mm. what they can do with this work experience is they can start them at somewhere like Liversidge where Lee Bromby's got, I think he might be still chairman at Liversidge. Yeah, so they can is. start They can start there. And if they do well, they can pull them immediately and move them up a level. Uh, Shaw Lane, That's what happened to Ollie. Was. Ollie did that. He went to Liversidge yeah. boss. He got four goals twice and then, yeah, yeah. he moved up. Pull him out, put him yeah. up. And he's at Barrow. Um, yeah, uh, I think they're there. playing level five out of the, I think yeah. their conference out of the Barrow. He got so, injured straight away though, but yeah. He's a good player, is Ollie. So yeah. hopefully he's one. So in terms of, so I th- I think it's a different idea. It's a different approach. It's it sound. I can see the, I can see the um, sense in it. You know, it's 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 about the physicality. You can't replicate that physical physicality. You won't get somebody smashing an elbow and Alan Lee's cracking you across the face. Um, probably might find him at that level, but you not you don't you get it's it's real football. It's important. Winning is important, and they've got to learn that from a young age. And you don't do that in the under twenty threes. And in terms of who to look for, I'm quite interested to see Lewis O'Brien next season. Neil, he's he's playing in your patch, so to speak. He's doing really well as a box to box mid at Bradford. They absolutely love him. They absolutely love him. They've that their season is currently clinging on by the skin of its teeth, it's purely down to Liam O'Brien and Jack Payne. Hmm. Without those two, they would be bottom stranded, gone already. I'm looking forward to seeing Lewis. So O'Brien. Lewis O'Brien. I mean, he had, he had a few little. Glimpses in pre-season last season. Yeah. Well, start of this season. Great and, singing uh, voice. <laughs> yeah, and I, I just I think that he's um, getting back in in May. In sorry, when they come back in pre-season, and uh, I think he's got a future. And it's only a level higher than they're playing now. Let's be honest. And if we do play this four-three-three dynamic box-to-box midfield, which is what he did at Dortmund, he's, he's made for it. Is yeah, Lewis he is. O'Brien absolutely, absolutely made yeah. for it? Um, other than, so in the short term, I think Lewis O'Brien and Jaden Brown, who we've got from Tottenham, are probably ones to watch. Uh, longer term, I would say have a look out for Matty Daly, who's 17. Matty Daly's and, and Kean Harrett seems to be back in him Kean Harrett's 16 and scoring a lot of goals. Yeah. I think the thing with Kean Harrett is I'd like to see him go do the work experience stuff. Yeah, he's yeah, only young. Oh, he's too, too young, yeah, um, I'm not thinking first team, but he's, uh, <laughs> he's, yeah, a, he's a, 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 a name. Scoring goals. Yeah. Yeah. Where's, where's Matty Daly? Matty Daly, I think he's been injured recently, but really? he's been playing for the England Enders, 17s, 18s, 19s, and he's, he's part of the World good. Cup winning. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that very friendly Euros. looked at, well, he scored as well, didn't he? Yeah, he so he, again, decent. is another box to box energetic midfielder made for, you know, the, that kind of 4 3 3. Let's be fair, it's about time some of them came through. It is. And I think what we'll do is we'll. The last. Agenda point, I think we will save for our regular Claire Hill, who aims this one at you, Mr. Kosmala, where she says, Town's pre-match playlist is in serious need of an update. I've been in early last two games, I couldn't agree more with Claire, but obviously music's a subjective indeed. So what she says is, we know how much you like the Hef song still being played, Cosy. Oh, man. If Cosy Ryoki could take over... (laughs) What songs could be played to reflect this new era of football? And I think it's only fitting that just for Claire, you sing us out with what you would 
Well, I've had a change of pants from what I was singing to you earlier, but I'm going to see, because not everyone might know that other song, but here we go. I could give you three songs, but they're all short. Remember, it's pre-match, <laughs> so knock yourself out. Oh, no, it's not pre-match. This is not inspirational chanting, but... Uh, just, just fill your boots, son. Just fill your boots. We'll win again, don't know where, don't know when... And we'll win again some sunny day. My next version is, we'll score again. Don't know where. I'm going to fade it out and mix it up with a traditional anthem, which Millbridge bus people All right, will DJ do. Smile, come on. <laughs> we never win at home, man. We never win away. We lost last week and we lost today. We don't give up monkeys because we're always on the drink. We are the famous Hudsfield. Nah, nah, nah. The end. <laughs> is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division 2, Huddersfield Town. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the flame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Pate's got a chance, Pate scores! Jack Pate scores! Heffel is in there! Smith scores for Dusfield Town! 3-2 Town! Forrest Jerry, Danny Ward saves! Danny Ward saves! The was in, round the hair! 2-0 Huddersfield Town! Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.